Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I want to go home, honestly. I want to get in the car right now and drive to my sister's. Like, I feel like a awful dog mom like don't even start he has so many issues right now that i didn't even notice were going on i hardly see my cats like i just feel like i'm like failing at like all my relationships like i never talk to anyone like i normally do like do you feel like i'm taking that away from you do you i feel like my whole life is different i don't want to change who you are i do feel like i'm changing I'm like the You're, only one making changes and making sacrifices and like doing different. There are certain things that I want you to understand in a marriage. You have to change with marriage. Hey, I'm, I'm being serious. It's not right. You're perfect. You do everything perfect. There's nothing to be perfect or I'm not. But if you don't like it, guess what? I swear to God, if you say I can leave. episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry married at first sight edition join with me today is a national treasure a fan favorite and my very own sister Kelly hello oh my goodness <laughs> thanks for the introduction <laughs> probably the nicest yeah. you're welcome <laughs> how are you feeling we you know haven't really gotten you have you, you even talked to me about the season have you no. No. So how are you feeling just generally? Are you enjoying this season more than last season? How are you feeling? Oh, no. I love New Orleans. Yeah. Um, I thought that season was definitely less dram- less ridiculousness. I mean, 
you know, there was obviously not every couple is going to work out, but this season, it just seems like any of the couples could be doomed except for maybe one. So what are you looking for in Married at First Sight? Are you looking for the drama? Are you looking for people matching? Are you looking for a mix? What makes a good season for you? Ultimately, I do want to see people matched up like Woody and Amani. I like seeing that. I don't like the drama. I think it's okay to have, you know, one couple in there that could be, you know, everybody's not going to work out, but I definitely like to see happiness and yeah. all the couples work out. Go yeah. sit down. <laughs> well, this episode has a lot to do with dogs and dog behavior something that is um near and dear to both of our hearts because you have a dog named chester my little son my my nephew if you will and i work in the world of you know pet care so (laughs) i'm curious to know your thoughts about this but let's start with i like to start with like the most boring couple Mm mm-hmm or the least dramatic couple. So obviously that's going to be Brianna and Vincent. Right. Um, there, I mean, there really isn't a whole lot to talk about. They're kikiing about their month anniversary and how great it was. And then mm-hmm. Vincent is like, you know, let's do some role reversal. How about you cater to me, ma'am? And he starts listing about 20 different activities <laughs> that he specifically wants Brianna to pay for and take him out on. Um, getting a massage, going ATV riding. He wants to go to the zoo. He wants to go zip lining. He wants to go to the botanical gardens. Yep. And I was like, are these dates that you all expect me to take you on? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess maybe like she said, who's going to be financing all this. But I think that I'm just glad that he didn't have another meltdown because right. I was tired of him having basically like going into a bitch mode, you know, right. when things right. weren't, weren't going his way. And that was not making him look very good. And then on the reverse of that, in the first few episodes of the show, I thought Brianna was doing a lot of nitpicking, or at least that's the way they kind of portrayed her. And so now it seems like they're able to communicate a lot better. And it's, even though they don't have any drama and you said that it's it's boring, I like seeing it because I was tired of her and I was tired of him. Right. It's nice to watch, but it's hard to recap them because there's really not a whole lot there. Right. They feel a lot more comfortable with each other. They're able to like make these jokes with each other, kind of like Woody and Imani used to. Mm -hmm. It's nice. It's nice to see them like, be funny and she can be funny to him and he doesn't, you know, have to stomp off and, you know, cry in the parking lot. Right. Whatever. <laughs> For two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, so then later they go on a bike ride with the bike that he bought and, you know, Vince is talking about how he kind of like fell off of his fitness game. So one of the things he was looking for in a marriage was to have a partner who would encourage him and they could do physical activities together. So they, where where were they in Atlanta? Do you know? I don't know. I saw something that I, it thought, I thought they might've been in the Highlands, but I'm not sure where exactly. 
Okay, that's what I thought too. So they're riding their bikes and they're they make a bet. They're like, okay, we're gonna ride till this point down the hill. What do you want? Brianna's like, I want five hundred dollars if I win, and also I want a head start. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is like Navi. Like I've been talking about all these dreams and all our kids having their own bedrooms, but we're not there yet, ma'am. So no. Um, so then they bet like he'll have to clean the dishes for a week, or she'll have to do fifteen push-ups. So they do it, and then she is like, oh, no, I'll just do five push-ups, just, you know, even though, you know, because she's like, oh, you know, he let me win. He wanted me to be ahead of him so he could protect me, and, you know, they're just cute. I really thought he was going to, like, ride past her, but I guess that would have been dangerous. (laughs) Push her over. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, she did her five push-ups, which I can't even do one, so I was impressed. (laughs) And I definitely would not have done it in the middle of the street. Or based, you know, on the sidewalk in front of everyone. Absolutely not. Never. No way. Uh-uh. That's how you know they're in love. Because she was willing to do some pretty embarrassing stuff. Right. <laughs> on camera. <laughs> right. Was there anything from that you want to talk about? Because there's stuff that comes up later with, like, the other couples. But I think that's it for them. Uh, no. I just, I, it look, seems like he, he called Cookie his daughter. And a couple of times when he's been mentioning Cookie, I'm like, I forgot about the fact that that was a dog. He makes it like that. That is a part of their his family. That's his baby. So I love that he has a relationship with the dog, and he considers her part of them. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later because he's very cute with that dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, move on to I guess Haley and Jacob. Uh-huh. So they're coming off of that month anniversary wine fight where Jacob was popping the hell off on her for no reason. No, he wasn't. He, he she won't even touch him. She's disgusted by him and he is trying. He can't do anything about that. He he can't. And so he needs to shut up. He needs to stop bringing it up. But when you see someone hugging, reaching out and hugging people, but you can't even hug me, that's hurt. That hurts. I get that. But from the other aspect, like imagine if you're in a relationship and because I'm kind of the same way as Haley. Like if we're not good, I don't really want to be like hugging and kissing on you. Okay. And the more you mention how much you're not getting physical affection from me, the less I want to give it to you because now you're making it awkward and there's always some elephant in the room and there's always some drama and you're pouting and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that isn't sexy to me. But like he said, it's a hug. It's a hug. That's it. Side hug me. Do something. But that's what, that, that is what was recommended by Dr. Viviana a hug, a kiss, something every day. And well, you couldn't even do that? No, she can't because <laughs> <laughs> because I think she feels like I'm in a minefield where we have a conversation and we can have a nice, pleasant conversation and the next thing you know, you're blowing it up in my face and it's like, I just, she doesn't feel secure. Well, if you don't get that hug, if you don't give him a hug, you're not going to feel secure for a while. 
So yeah, well, just keep on doing what you're doing, boo. I mean, it's a cycle of like he does. He's not giving her what she wants, so she's not going to give him what he wants. Right. Exactly, and that's not going to get you anywhere. Well, it's not going to get him anywhere either because he needs to be nice to her. <laughs> Stop yelling at me, and I'll hug you. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So they start off by sitting on the couch, and Haley's like, "Well, yesterday was a day, wasn't it? Happy anniversary to you, stupid." So. Jacob says, you know, like, you know, I think that maybe that tiff was good for us. And we mm-hmm. find out again that he apologized to her off camera, which is like nice. But also, I don't know. I just feel like there are a lot of things that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then they address it later. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. But it seems like she was agreeing with him that he needed to get that off his chest so that they could move forward. And yeah, I mean, I later you see that they did actually do some things that were fun. Yes, kind of. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Haley says, you know, it seems to me like she's, you know, like I said, really turned off by him. So Haley asked Jacob, you know, do you plan on fight, starting another fight again soon? And he's like, no, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> he has dry humor. Very, very dry very dry and she's like you know I would just like for us to go a day or even an hour without something and Jacob's like oh we can go an hour and I'm like well that's not really that encouraging Jacob what they did I think they did that I think they accomplished that goal for now for now Jacob says you know like maybe we can carve out a few times a week, like an hour or two to just have like a nice conversation, just mm-hmm. get to know each other. And she agrees to it. And Jacob says he feels refreshed and hopeful, but Haley says, you know, like I just, you know, as much as I didn't want to fight with Jacob yeah, like you said, maybe it was good for us. So then they go indoor, indoor go-kart racing, nothing really to talk about. Haley ends up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jacob says, you know, it's really nice to see Haley bubbly and excited. But then when they go sit down with her trophy, they have this conversation and it's like he barely wants to talk to her. So where do you, you're not opening the door for us to grow at all. Yeah, that's true. I think he was mad because he lost. (laughs) Probably. <laughs> Probably. It seemed like when they took their helmets off that he was really irritated by losing because his ass spun around. She didn't do that to him. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, um, so then later we see them making dinner. Mm-hmm. And Jacob says, you know, like, I was hoping to have a co- partner to cook dinner with and blah, 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 every night. And it's like, why? You only eat one thing. Right. <laughs> Like, not even like what she wants somebody to heat up your burger for you again <laughs> well it looked like he was eating her brussels sprouts and he clearly had eaten brussels sprouts before that day because she mentioned making them fresh as opposed to frozen frozen right so as she's cooking he's looking for placemats and she's like why are you so pressed about these placemats i don't even think i own any and he starts talking about an ex-girlfriend he had who Mm was real redneck shit like cutting up the 12 pack boxes of coke and making placemats out of those and 
Is that what he meant? Yeah. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> and Haley's like, I think we need to talk more about these exes that you have. Like, <laughs> right. <not here. laughs> Every ex he had seems crazy. Seems real wacky. Like, how many times has you been cheated with mm-hmm. this relationship? He starts talking about some pumpkin queen how they had a big falling out. He didn't really get into that. I wanted to hear more about why she's called the pumpkin queen. Right. She um, should have asked. Right. <laughs> but he doesn't, he also doesn't offer. And then, you know, Haley starts talking about the last person he dated and he says, Oh, you know, it was only like a couple weeks long and I don't even remember her name. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's wild. He's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, then they sit down, and they're both eating the Brussels sprouts, like you said. But Haley is eating, like, a conservative, one-person-serving piece of salmon, whereas Jacob is eating about seven burgers all piled up on top of <laughs> He did have a lot of meat up there, but I guess he eats pro. He works out a lot, so the protein is necessary, I guess. I don't know, girl. I guess. <laughs> he's just, he's just kind of weird. <laughs> It's just weird. Like, he, yeah, he has a muscular body, but does he have a body that you would, that you need to be eating? Like, this is not a body of a strict diet to me, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you get J-Lo and you think, oh, she really suffers for that body. Whereas Jacob just looks like any dude who works out That's at the gym. That is true. That I'm is true. worth all that. Seven, but- seven. <laughs> Yeah, and that was a bit huge pile of meat, but it did look good though. <laughs> well, it looked like because I saw them on the on the counter, and they were those like you know those pre made ones that you can get from the store that have like cheese in them. Mm-hmm. Those I don't know if that's what he was eating because it looked like he was eating steak, and those looked like burgers. So I don't know. Maybe he had. I don't know what they did with the burgers because I saw them being opened, but when I was watching him eat. It looked like that was steak. It didn't look like a hamburger. But I don't know. Maybe I maybe I could go back and look at it again. I think he just cooked them too long. It's just a mountain of meat. <laughs> Whatever it did, it did look kind of good though. I was hungry. <laughs> um. So, like I said, they're sitting down and they're talking to eat. They're talking, and you know, Haley starts asking him questions, and she's trying to make conversation, but Jacob is stonewalling her, and he's not like it's not a back and forth. Mm-mm. He's asking him stuff. She's like, I feel like I'm interrogating you. Like, we're not actually having a conversation. Like, do you have any questions that you want to ask me? Any curiosity about me or my life at all, Jacob? Anything. So he's, all he could think to ask was when is, what was the last concert she went to? Right. And, and then she answered and he said he didn't like Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, well, that's the end of the question and answer session. I guess so. One question, and you failed on that one, Haley, so that portion's over. Um, So then editing does this weird thing, and I noticed that they've been doing it with Haley and Jacob in particular, is, you know, the music is such a big thing in reality, and it can really set the tone. Mm -hmm. So they're making it seem like they're start playing all this intense music after he says that he doesn't like Pearl Jam. (laughs) It's about to be some big fight. <laughs> I don't think Haley really cared that much. I didn't pick up on that. It was weird. 
It was hmm. weird. They were trying to create tension out of a situation that I don't think was any more tense than any of their other interactions. It was definitely... Okay, let's move on then. But it, it wasn't tense. No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to... I guess Ryan and Clara. Mm-hmm. So they start off by going to a tantric yoga class because Clara's like, I'm going to get an orgasm come hell or high water. I'm a <laughs> man. <laughs> We're going to try and make something happen here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the yoga teacher asks, like, what are you trying to get out of the session? And Clara's like, you know, I'm just trying to get closer. And Ryan's like, yeah, what she said. Uh, retweet. Right. He's so Nerd. Nerd. He's so goofy. Goof alert. Goof alert. Um, so then they get a, a flashback of basically how horny Clara has been. And she's like, you know, I'm just hoping that this will get us through that past hur- that next hurdle, the last hurdle. Maybe, you know, he'll accidentally slip it inside me. I don't know. You know, <laughs> she's desperate. She is. <laughs> desperate. <laughs> um, Ryan is not feeling this. He's like, oh, this position, I'm doing all the work. Look at her. She's chilling and I'm having to carry her whole body weight and, oh, I'm getting a cramp and, oh, I I don't like this. And, you know. He was very aggravating. Very. (laughs) Because you knew what this was for. Right. And now you're in in here being silly. Right. He's like, do you want to do a staring contest? Like, no. (laughs) <laughs> I want you to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to share your penis this Is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Um, so Ryan's isn't a confessional, you know, I can understand why this makes people feel more connected, but you know, this isn't happening for us, in my opinion. And then what? he said, Well, I think about yoga, I think about myself and what I get out of yoga. So he he went to that class with no zero intentions on anything even remotely related to sex. Not at <laughs> which all. Is, which is I'm sure was frustrating for Clara. He's just trying to get his his stretching in before CrossFit. That's all he's thinking about. Um, do you think? Because a lot of people think that Ryan might be a virgin. Do you believe that? No. Mm-mm. He is no virgin. And the way that the, the show ended, yeah, well, I don't think so. But I wonder if, like, maybe he's just been doing exactly what she said that they were doing, which is everything but actual penetration. Maybe that's just what he's been doing. <sighs> Do you? I mean, I, a like, lot of guys could would be perfectly happy with that, <laughs> but... I can't imagine getting to that point in your life where that's all you have done and you've never stuck your dick in somebody. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, a lot of guys would be perfectly happy with just that. But I can't imagine him getting to this point in his life with not, not having known anything else. So what do you think his issue is? Do you think that he's telling the truth? about wanting a further emotional connection? I think he, (laughs) this is totally my thoughts. Clearly she's doing something to him 
So he must really know this girl is sexually uh, mature. And maybe he's not. Um, my thoughts is that he is probably whack <laughs> in bed. Well, we know <laughs> coming out on national TV. So it's better if they just wait. Do you think that the TV is the issue and that he's nervous and that the pressure of the show is the issue? You think that they'll maybe be, he'll be more laid back when the cameras are gone? I think, I'm hoping, and I think that maybe he, um, it wants her to fall in love with him so that when he is proven to be whack, that it'll be too late. (laughs) And she'll just be dealing with it. So that's probably what it is. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. But I don't think he's going to give her anything during the season. Uh-uh. She's going to have to wait. Yeah. <sighs> it doesn't gonna have to wait, like- and then we're never going to know. It doesn't seem to me like they're having a real conversation about this. Because he won't like- let her. But even off camera, I think it, it's not unfair. Like, if you're waiting for some big emotional moment, then you can have a conversation about that. If that's your truth and you know it's an issue for her, then you should be able to be honest about, like, where it is that you're at. Well, he's dilly-dallies around in all of his answers. Right. And at this point, even I'm frustrated for her because... Right. She has tried being patient. She has tried communicating, and he continues to dance around everything that she's talking about. And then at the end, you can see that she's she blows she, up. What she said to the girls, she has not. Her same energy has not been shown to him, for sure. I agree, but I and she said as much. But we'll talk about that later. So, mm-hmm. I guess if you were Clara. Mm-hmm. Do you? I would just hop on it. <laughs> I would just hop on it because you're gonna get this. Really? <laughs> <laughs> if you were Clara, would you? Oh, that was the you question. To, and y'all got to decision day, and he still hadn't socked it to you. Would you be like, "I'm out," or would you be like, "I'm willing to see where this goes off camera"? Um, I, I probably would be willing to see what, what, how it goes off camera. She's hot. Okay. Not everybody is that hot sexually. So she is raring to go. She has made it very clear that she likes sex. (laughs) Sex is not like emotionally, um, something that she's attached to. So if I were her, then I might not. But if it was me, I probably wouldn't. I don't have put as much emphasis on that. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I'm wondering if this is now going from purely just the fact that he won't have sex. Or is it the fact that she feels like he's not being honest with her? I feel it's purely about sex. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'd be willing to believe that. Um, 
Okay, so after they finish yoga, Clara basically kind of agrees with Ryan, but for different reasons. She's like, yeah, it didn't bring us closer. Right. And you know, in one of your other podcasts, it's it said you said that he's waiting for something huge because he doesn't want to fail or something along those lines. Like, if I only want to fall in love one time and I only want to get married one time and I only want to, you know, have sex with someone that means something to me. If we all did that, we would never be willing to take a chance on anybody. Right. And it's okay to say that you love someone and it doesn't work out. Right. It's not ideal, but I mean, he it, it's not like you're running around here telling everybody in the world that you love them. You're still selective, but this is now getting to the point where you're getting annoying. And you're not, you're only thinking about yourself. You are not thinking about that other person. And I think he even feels love. He just refuses to say it. Yeah. He's making it too big of a deal, too precious. Mm-hmm. Like, you can love multiple people in your life, and he probably has. He but may he, have. He's probably, I mean, at this point, he's like shooting himself in the foot. Mm-hmm. He really is, especially when later when he talks to the guys. Right. Because if you're going to wait for some big, you know, lightning bolt coming out of the sky, who knows how long, like, you don't even know how long you might be waiting for that, you know? I don't even, I don't know what he's, what he means. Like, I think he's saying that, but it's starting to get a little bit ridiculous at this point. And even she said, if you don't tell me within six months, I'm out. And I agree. That's ridiculous. I agree. Especially because y'all are married. Like, Especially because married. they're married. And he started off this season being so romantic with that mm-hmm. letter and the playlist and the mm-hmm. vow about how you've been with me through all my life journeys and milestones. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like now he's a turtle. And he looks like. (laughs) He does. Um, He is get. He got comfortable, and it's only been thirty days. Yeah. I. I think he's. He's too. Yeah, you're right. He's too comfortable in this. Like I'm standing my ground about this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. He is. Um. Yeah, so do you like Clara? Because I really do. Oh, yeah, I like Clara a lot. Um, Is there anything that you don't like, aside from the obvious demon? Mm-mm. I, I like her a lot. The, the first couple of episodes, like, the where they were introducing the people, I thought I was not going to like her at all. But yeah. she's, she's cool. She's cool. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So... Okay, so then, you know, she's, like, she's getting frustrated, more so than usual. And then we see Clara leaving for a three-day trip, and she's going to be leaving her dog, Mishka, with Ryan. So Uh Ryan wants to be really proactive, and he, you know, is like, I think it'll just be nice for us to go through a training session so that I can learn to understand the dog more, and I can be, like, a good dog dad to her. Uh Uh-huh. Which I thought was really nice. 
Yeah, that's a good idea because he's never been a dog owner. Um, you know, I don't know how old the dog is, but it would be important for that dog to to learn how to deal with him because especially because she's not going to be there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's a big dog. Right. Um, but she seems very well behaved. She does. She does. But yeah, if he's going to be taking care of her like that every week, then mm-hmm. he's going her out. Um, I she was doing before marriage. That's what I was wondering. Like, dang, do you have family or a, a roommate? Or not a roommate, but like a friend who lives nearby? That's what I was wondering. Maybe she was going to... Maybe she knows Chester. Maybe Misha knows Chester. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Chester would not be messing with a dog that size. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Claire says, you know, I think it's a good idea that he wants to be so proactive in learning about Mishka, but I just think it's funny how he's so invested in working, navigating this relationship with the dog and not my vagina, basically. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, right. I like when she said that, like, okay, you worried about how to handle him. How are you going to handle this right here? Right. Because you're um, not handling it at uh, all. At all, apparently. So Clara asks, you know, if he likes yoga, did you feel anything? And he's like, no, I don't think so. But like, it's cool to have a shared experience with you. And Ryan says in a confessional that he's, he feels like Clara's only focused on one thing, but he's trying to get to know her on a deeper level. And we'll table that until the end of the episode where she pops the fuck off. Um, Let's, I guess, move on to Chris and and little Patty Melt. Mm hmm. Um, I want to start off by saying that when I was typing my notes, my, it auto-corrected Chris to chaos, which I felt was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Paige invites her friend, not her friend, her brother, Andre mm-hmm. and his wife, Christine to come over. And she's like, I really am kind of hesitant to tell them what's going on. I'm not trying to relive all these painful moments that I have um, put myself through because I'm a dumbass who keeps believing this ugly dude, even though he plays me over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, So they come over to eat and she says, you know, Chris and his baby mama are going through the reconciliation process and I want a divorce. And her brother's like, oh, really? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Paige said that Chris has no consideration for her, that he has never met her on her level, mm-hmm. and that she felt like it was a level of rejection that she had never experienced, and Probably she had never not. seen. And it's like, yeah, I don't think America has seen a level of rejection like this ever mm-hmm. on national television. That was awful. Um, you and me both, girl. Neither of us have seen that before. Um, she says that Chris is constantly toying with her emotions. True. Check that off there. Um, and she's like, you know, when he told me he wasn't, that I wasn't putting in the effort because I didn't answer a couple of his phone calls, like that was it for her. I couldn't believe he did that. But actually, no, I I could because he's total trash. Right. He gets worse every episode. And this one, this particular episode, he really took me down. Like, to the bottom of the, the bottom of the uh, trash, because he's he's disgusting. He's disgusting. He is. 
he's like not even trash. He's like when you see the trash, um, the trash truck come and then they put all those bags in and then they crush it and all that juice comes mm-hmm. out. That's that nasty juice. He's nasty he's juice. The nasty trash. juice from the bottom of a trash, uh, <laughs> trash truck. Yep. Compressor. Mm-hmm. Compact. Yep. Trash juice. Trash uh, juice. <laughs> dripping all over Atlanta. Exactly. All over Piedmont. All over. Just nasty, funky trash juice. <laughs> Buckhead. Perimeter. Probably outside perimeter. <laughs> Don't come over here, bruh. <laughs> I live in Marietta. Don't come over here. Cobb County, Fulton County. <laughs> now you're naming counties. <laughs> uh, so, so here's the thing with Paige. Okay. Paige is not going to have any problem no. uh, meeting somebody after this. She, no. Men are watching this show or they're seeing her. They heard about her. They're looking at that booty. They want to see, meet her, everything. She's smart. They know she's got going on, all that kind of stuff. So she's not going to have a problem. It's unfortunate that this happened, but she will definitely not have a problem dating in Atlanta after this show. Not at all. I mean, she basically, you know, she's like everything that a black man in Atlanta could look for. She goes to church. She's got a fat ass. She's mm-hmm. cute. She's got she's her own cute. job. She's got her own car. She has a house. She's everything. The only thing... I would say, and this is from experience, there are men out there who are like Chris that are completely, I don't know what the word is, I guess they have no Um, Mm self-esteem. They have issues that he has. Yeah. If you date a man like that, you cannot use sex to keep that man (laughs) like no she started off giving him her body and you can't do that with men like that because they will take that and use it against you Mm -hmm. and you'll never recover from that right and and there's some men some men you know you could have had that's your husband. You had sex with him. You consummated your marriage first night. It, it would have been fine. But for him, that was a problem. And he, even though he initiated it, she complied and she was never able to recover from that. And I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm saying I hope that she learns from that, that there's yeah. men out there with low self-esteem and people who think like he does that will take an action like that and turn, see you differently. Yeah. And you will never be able to fix that. Yep. You're actually right. You're exactly, exactly right. Exactly yeah, right. It, it oh. happened to me. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> weren't you there? But it <laughs> was <laughs> like, it's an uncommon thing. It happens to a lot of women. It's crazy. So, uh, it's a lesson, and she learned it on national TV. She hasn't really said that, though. But I think she's, right now, she's kind of focused on, um, he was had a child, he did this, he did that. And all of that is a part of it. But I think 
and and he doesn't deserve her period all of this is all wrapped up into one but i do think that once she did that he saw her in a different light and then treated her in that in that light instead of the one that she should have been in which was much better and much more respectable well because ultimately what you're saying is like he didn't feel enough of a person himself like he didn't feel like a complete person mm-hmm. so is sex is like a manipulation tool mm-hmm. she walked right into his trap she did so then he knew like oh if i could hit that mm-hmm. treat her however i want exactly and and then when she did it again multiple times without a condom and this is somebody that you don't know um yeah, then he's going to continue to treat you like that. So you you treated him like a husband. He treated you like a hoe. Right. Yep. And, you know, Ludacris famously said you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. So. <laughs> right. I don't think she... I think she didn't... Obviously, she didn't realize that was going to happen. But like I said, there's guys out there like Chris that have these low self-esteem, low worth, and they will take a woman like that who has good intentions and has is not a hoe and make her be one in their mind to then treat them any kind of way and justify it. Yeah. I mean, the best lesson that she needs to learn is to actually listen to her instincts because mm-hmm. they were there. She was just fighting them the entire time. <laughs> she, she knew. I mean, because she said even that first night, like, I knew the connection was off and yet I did, I had sex with him anyway. Like she really should have just trusted. She needs to trust herself more. Yeah. I mean, if he, when he left the hotel room and didn't come back for an hour and then came back and said he had no attraction to her and he just had sex with her to see if he could, there's, that's, that's called pussy lockdown. Shut down. (laughs) You're not getting it back up in here no more. That would have hurt me. But apparently, you know, she was still trying to work through it. I couldn't do it. Because that would that would have killed me. You screwed like, me at the continental breakfast and you call me ugly? No. Right. <laughs> no. And you brought me Harold's with no sauce? No. <laughs> um, so it, it's interesting to me that her breaking point was the fact that he, Chris was suggesting that she was not putting enough effort into the relationship she was she was in it until that point she was 100% in it yeah yeah um so she says you know like he never took the time there's never been a time where he stepped out of himself to think about me to write me a note saying I'm thinking about you and leave it on the doorstep or you know like he never did the bare minimum, much less all this going above and beyond that he's talking about and claiming that he did. Um, she says, you know, like, I feel like my time's been wasted. I feel like I've been devalued as a woman. And I realized that maybe I had loved, fallen in love with the idea of marriage and not mm-hmm. really thought of myself or put myself first in this process. She, so, she right. did. All of that is exactly true. It, yeah. Thank God for that. At least you know, girl. At least you know. <laughs> now. But you really did take that, what, the 10th um, 
moment of him dogging you for you to see that, but I don't know. It was, I mean, he really, he, he really didn't give her a choice in that moment, but yeah, I, I would have been, you just, she obviously hasn't had an experience like this, like she said. And so until you have an experience like this, it, and you're in it for us as viewers, we're like, that's crazy. I would have done, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she hasn't had an experience like this. Um, it seems like she's learned from it. It won't happen again. And she will be a better person for it. That's what experiences are for. You have to go through them to learn. Yeah. I thought her brother was really smart and really supportive mm-hmm. and was like, listen, he didn't make her feel bad. He's like, basically, this whole process was like a half-court shot. Yeah. Don't pick yourself up because you didn't make it. Like, you right. did something wild. You stepped out of yourself. It didn't mm-hmm. work out. It's fine. It's not that big of a deal. Right. And, and he, he's, yeah, he used that analogy of the the half court, last, last second half-court shot, Hail Mary pass, whatever you want to call it. Um, everybody wants you to take that shot. <laughs> but... You're not going to, if you make it, you make it, but a lot of times you might not. Right, exactly. So, and then he said, like, you know, Paige started talking about, you know, how she wanted to break the generational curse of divorce. And it's like, girl. No. This is is not the time for that. (laughs) I don't, we don't, I I think we got to let the stigma of divorce go, y'all. It's okay. You don't have to be breaking any sort of generational curses. It's fine. People- not from not from um, married at first sight. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an example of breaking a generational curse. Right. <laughs> um, so then her brother says basically what you said, like, remember this moment. Remember all the things that you went through so that you don't make those same exp- uh, uh, mistakes again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that you're appreciative of of what happened and all the lessons that you learned. So Paige tells production, like, it's time for me to regain my sense of purpose and define what loving myself really looks like. And her brother says, you know, there's no need to rush. You have a whole life full of experiences ahead of you. Right. I like him. He was nice. I like her brother was very well versed in how, like you said, how he didn't say you shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. Because people need to have their own experiences. It's not about what you think. It's about what she needed to get out of it. And she needed to go through this. And she did it. And, you know, next. next. Yeah. I was really, like, thinking, like, oh, he's going to do some fuckboy shit and talk about what she could have done and how she could have done things better. But thank God that's not what he did. No, not even close. And he's married, so he probably sees things differently. And he's that's her uh, her brother, so he sees her differently, and he gave her great advice. Did you think that Christine, his wife, looked kind of like Paige? Or was it just the eyelashes? Was it just the fake eyelashes? <laughs> no, I actually did think that for a moment. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Paige says, you know, like, I went into this situation uh, as a whole person, and Chris tried to leave me broken, but I'm okay. So then we see Chris's side when his mama comes over 
And the first thing that Chris says was, I hope she, um, you know, like, I, I hope she has a filter this time because she usually doesn't. And it's like, well, she didn't. He wants to dictate what everybody says. And that's just not how life works. He is so controlling and he's so man- tries to be manipulative. And it's like, grow up, bro. You basically said, like, I want my mom completely on my side. That's not not having a filter. That's her being honest. <laughs> he's, he's terrible. <laughs> it's awful. So they sit down. His mom's like, oh, well, how's Paige doing? Like, you're at his apartment. How do you think she's doing? Right. Not, <laughs> obviously not. Um, and Chris is like, oh, well, I don't know how she's doing because we don't talk. And then he totally... Tries to throw Paige under the bus completely by saying that all the things that she doesn't do for him, if she doesn't talk to him, she doesn't pick up his phone calls, they only talk when they're filming, and his mom gets him together quickly, and she's like, well, rightfully so. The woman that you were previously engaged, she was expecting your child. I'm not really surprised that she's not really trying to fuck with you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, she did. And, you know, of course, he was, he ain't had really no comeback for that. Right. And Chris says, you know, like, I, you know, I hate that this, that the, you know, the whole baby thing happened during this process because, you know, if I had known that I was expecting a child, I would have never gotten married. And his mom says, you know, things happen, but things can be repaired as well. And Chris is like, well, Paige made it known that she's disappointed and you know like I was hoping to go through this process but that book is closed kid or no kid so we're getting a divorce because I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> okay 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 so his mom's like are you kidding me and he's like no we're done like I just can't play house and pretend like things are okay all right so his mom basically tells production like you know like I'm a little bit sad but I'm not shocked considering all the bullshit that my son has put her through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically, like, maybe for the sake of the baby, it's best to just go forward. Yep, and that's exactly how America's fe- America feels. Yeah. I actually was surprised, because I guess it's not a spoiler, but I had heard that they had made the decision to stay in the relationship on decision day. So Girl. I... <laughs> I'm about to throw everything out of my... I'm about to flip my <laughs> desk over. I hope not. I hope not, too. If they, if he manages to pivot his way back into her life again, I'm setting everything on fire. I honestly know that you said that. I could see that happening. I really... Oh, my God. <laughs> I could see him doing some evil, conniving stuff like that to her. Texting her in the middle of the night, like, oh, you know. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Before we get to let's move on to Virginia and Eric. (laughs) So um, they're in bed and Mm -hmm. Eric's talking about how their month anniversary was like the best day of their relationship and Mm -hmm. like a solid foundation is really important to him and their relationship. And then he starts talking about how the dogs. So they both have dogs. He has a dog named Tex. She has a dog named Rocky. And he starts talking about how their dogs are exactly like them. And then basically it starts talking about Virginia's dog being bad, how Rocky's bad, how, you know, I, I feel like Rocky's benefiting from me because, and being around me because I'm firm with him. Mm-hmm. And Virginia's like, all right, well, it's my dog. And he's like, well, no, like it's half mine now, whether you like it or not, unless you want to end this right now. <laughs> he woke up and chose violence he got so hot for no reason what did you think about this that you know how she was sitting on the bed in silence mm-hmm. you could tell that she was like trembling on the inside mm-hmm. um i have felt that before because i feel like he's one of those people that is manipulative and controlling and it always has to go to the extreme. Like I'm talking about, you know, an apple. And if I don't like it, you're like, well, then you can go, you can go Bye. Let's break up. Let's do, let's end this. And like, why do you have to go that far? And how do you go from yesterday was the best day of our relationship to, you don't like the way I talk about your dog, then you can 
get the fuck out, you bitch. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> and then you can flip right back to, what's wrong, honey? Right. I mean, this was like gaslighting and manipulation 101. I could not believe. And I think everybody had been like kind of keeping their eye on Eric. But mm-hmm. this was like egregious. This was well, wild. I mean, and, and then, you know, they had gotten into the fight the night before because I guess she was gone for 30 minutes and didn't text. But she he didn't text her, but he was wondering where she was. And right. he that was so weird. Mm-hmm. And she, he's like saying, you don't know how to be married. You're, you don't know what this means. You, you got to do this. But he's never saying what he could be doing differently. It's always her dog is the problem. She's the problem. She doesn't know. And she's not doing things right. Right. And he never says anything about himself, which I guess he doesn't know what what it is but when she sat there and was just silent and had nothing to say that should have been enough i was like oh my god i have i have been in that i've had that same look on my face before because i don't i don't even know where to start right and so she gets pissed off Mm -hmm. i mean she goes like she starts off being annoyed when he starts talking about the dog and then she's pissed off she gets up and walks away eric acts like he has no idea why she's upset and he don't care and he doesn't care virginia takes her dog out and production's like no come here like talk to us and she's like you know eric i got the dog when i was depressed eric knows that um it's cutting out a little bit oh okay um it's better. All right, it's better. Okay, so Virginia's like, you know, I got Rocky when I was depressed. Eric knows that, you know, that the, obviously the dog means more to her than I just got this puppy because I wanted it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like, we also got into a big fight the night before. So it makes sense that it wasn't just what he said. It was also they're waking up heavy. And Eric is going, he's, like you said, waffling between acting like everything's fine to being weird Mm -hmm. and, like, wanting to start Mm -hmm. stuff. So, for those of you who don't watch the show, so we get a clip of the cam. They have cameras set up in the couple's apartment. Right. Strategic-paced cameras in, like, the kitchen and the living room. So, what we see is their conversation from the night before. Like you said, they had gone out to a bar, and Eric is feeling some type of way because... She left. She left him and he was so worried and he didn't know where she was and she was gone for 40 minutes and she was like, I just went to the bathroom and I was at the bar. And like you said, if you were that worried about me being gone, because he starts saying like, oh, I can I can show you. And she's like, I can show you that you didn't text me. Right. Well, it, yeah. He didn't have anything to show. It, yeah. So if you're feeling like you were so concerned about me and worried for my safety, you didn't even try to text me. And the next thing I know, we're fighting in this, you know, apartment. And he was clearly drunk and belligerent. Yes. Yep. Um, so, what have, you know, Virginia says, you know, like, I'm tired of acting like we're in a great place when we're not. And Eric starts to roll his eyes and he's like, I feel like we're in a good place. And Virginia's like, well, I don't. So, um, you know, he starts talking about, 
fake concern about I just wanted to make sure you were okay and like I'm responsible for you because I'm your husband and you know Eric Virginia says you know well your protection comes off as really controlling so exactly <laughs> and Eric I don't know what she's going to do because like I said that look in her face when all she could do was just let those tear dro- tears drop mm-hmm. she's probably in a space where she wants she knows that there's a lot of good in being in a relationship with him but she also knows that this could be really bad and what are you gonna do i don't know i don't know either and i yeah it's you don't watch real housewives of new york but you know who Bethany Frankel is, right? Yep. Okay. So she was married to a guy and they were kind of in the similar situation where Bethany comes from like a lot of divorce. Her mom was married a lot. And so she doesn't really have that structure of like what a, you know, like a a nuclear family is like. Whereas Mm -hmm. Eric is like Bethany's ex who his parents had been married for years. Like he came from a nice home, nice middle-class existence. And so there was this weird dynamic where it was like, Bethany kind of set it up sort of like Virginia does of like, Oh, I'm broken. I come from this broken family and you know, and you're Mr. Perfect and you come from this perfect family and exactly what Eric is doing to Virginia is exactly what Jason did to Bethany, which is like, he fed into that dynamic too much. Uh And then he makes her seem like she is awful. She's such a mess. And that he can take control of the situation because he comes from all this experience and Uh and older and she's, you know, this young person who hasn't had these experiences. And so it's like this weird kind of almost like a, like a power structure, but also it's like manipulative because he's now fed so much into what she said about him being a good guy that he's, he believes it too much. Yeah. He's feeling himself too much. And now he's taking it out of her. Is Bethany still with her husband or whatever? Sorry. Is Bethany still with her husband? No. Girl, oh. they, they got divorced maybe less than three years into their... Well, they broke up less than three years into their relationship. They just got divorced in January. They had been trying to divorce for ten years. Ooh. Ten years. <laughs> ten years, girl. It's a whole mess. Um, uh, so, okay. Basically, you know, Eric starts to be like, oh, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Like, it just goes to understanding. It goes back to you understanding that you're fucking married, dude, is what he says to her. And when he says, I don't care, go do what you want, he doesn't mean that at all. No. He is. Oh, it's it's so it so reminds me of something I've seen before for my in my own life. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he says again, if you don't like it, get out of it. And then he's like, how long are you going to be mad? How long are you going to be mad, sir? <laughs> like, look in the mirror. 
Eric says that he, you know, he feels like Virginia is really defensive and putting walls up that he doesn't deserve to have put up on him. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then he starts being even more manipulative and looks at uh, Virginia and says, I'm, I always get hurt. That's just my life. That's just what happens to me. Mm-hmm. As if she's trying to hurt him. That was, that was really a, a crazy moment. I was like, this guy is actually kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize it's under the, his name, it said military pilot. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that just meant that's what he has done in the past or that's what he's doing right now. I thought he was a commercial airline pilot. But anyway, either way, he's been in the military. I'm like, does the military have something to do with this controlling thing? Because I, I think sometimes these like military families and like no shade to y'all who have a bunch of people in the military in your family, but mm-hmm. some. There's just that attitude, you know what I mean? If they're just like prestige, like it's like almost like if you have a a bunch of family members that went to Harvard, it's like a personality. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You're like a legacy of this whole military situation. I just think there's a lot of like pride and honor, and I don't think I don't know. I think it kind of messes people up that they think they're better, you know. I don't know. I I, I don't want to, and people to think that we don't support the military or we think right, right, right. people because I know I don't know very many people in the military. All I can say is the one person I did know was just like Eric. Mm-hmm. A lot like him. Yeah. Very successful, but also never wrong. Right. Right. It's just like the honor and the pride that comes through that with some people. And again, you know, we support our troops. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the personality. Um, yeah, the personality, not the service. Right. So Eric at that point, you know, Virginia starts to say like, you know, I have anxiety. I'm getting scared. You know, I feel like I want to get out right now. She's trying to say in the moment how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. You can tell she's really going through it, you know. Yeah inside of her mm-hmm. and Eric starts trying to comfort her and he tries to like touch her and she's like no please don't touch me right now and this conversation needs to end mm-hmm. yeah stop, stop it like this just just stop and I I know at one point he says zero tolerance and I'm like oh lord I didn't heard that phrase before how do you have zero tolerance with somebody that you love how right. Right. Exactly. You know, Virginia says, you know, I feel like you're trying to make it seem like I feel like I feel like a bad dog mom. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the only person in this relationship trying to make sacrifices and changing myself. I feel like you, mm-hmm. you know, don't. And Eric's like, well, I wasn't trying to, you know, that wasn't what I was trying to say. But then he says, but if you don't like it, and Virginia's like, I swear to yeah. God, if you finish. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, do he, not say that again. Did he still say it? Did he? Did he still say something? He says you're free to leave if you want. Girl. <laughs> okay. Girl. Now, now we're talking about zero tolerance about, um, you know, stuff that he wants her to do, not like 
drugs, um, you're stealing my money, uh, cheating on me, none of that. He's talking about his rules have zero tolerance. Right. And those rules are not about anything like, like I'm, I'm saying when people say zero tolerance, we're not talking about zero tolerance for drugs or addiction or anything like that. We're talking about his rules, his right. rules that he came up with. Right. <laughs> Just on the fly. On, on the fly. That he doesn't even live up to. Right. And then later he starts talking about like these quote unquote issues with Rocky, which are that she like kind of love bites and nibbles on people. It's he clarifies he knows it's not the dog being violent. Mm-hmm. She gets excited, excited and like maybe she might nip on you. I don't really think that's a big I mean, it's something that, yeah, is probably annoying. Is it something that like you need to bust up your whole marriage over? No. Well, he doesn't like her dog, and he doesn't like her. Right. And, and the dog is ultimately a metaphor for how he feels about her. Exactly. Because he, he always, he's constantly saying they're the same. I'm Rex, or whatever the dog is, and you're Rocky. Right. And they don't get along, and he doesn't like her dog, and he doesn't like her. Yeah. And I think he's really white knuckling this whole situation by playing Mr. Nice Guy and saying, like, trying to make it seem like I don't like her, but I'm going to make it seem like I'm doing everything I can uh-huh. and I can be the victim when yep. this all blows up. Exactly. So, she doesn't yeah. know how to be a wife. <clears throat> right. Or a dog mom. He is building up a case against her already. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. I, girl, I have seen this. <laughs> so they sit down and they talk later. And Eric's like, you know, the fight we got into earlier was unexpected. And Virginia's like, you know, I'm aware when I'm acting, you know, in her words, she says crazy. I'm aware when I'm acting crazy or anxiety driven. And, you know, like, I feel really bad when I do it. And it's hard for me because I don't. She basically says, like, I don't want to push my mental health stuff on Eric, but at the same time, like, we're married, so it is something that we're going to have to talk about. And she says, you know, like, I have a lot of hope in this whole married at first sight process, but it's been a lot harder than I thought it would be. And, you know, between her job and his work schedule and you know, the dog and all this stuff. Like, it's just been a lot for her. And yeah. so Eric says, you know, like, I understand that it's stressful and I want you to come to me for anything and I won't judge you. I don't believe that. No, nope, because you're judging her. Your dog is, he's a great dog, but yeah. he's fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they're sitting, were they, I think they were sitting on the couch at this point. So we do see the dog. So Virginia tells production that she's like, you know, like I, you know, like I know that Eric is saying that he wants me to meet him halfway, but I am not used to doing that with people. I'm not used to like being vulnerable like that because I've been alone for so long. So then Eric starts bringing up the dog again. Uh, (laughs) And he says, you know, there are just a couple things that we need to work on with Rocky. Um, you know that thing that made you walk out of the apartment earlier? I'm going to bring it up again. So let's circle back to all the ways that I think your dog is bad. 
And Virginia's like, well, just to be clear, like your dog jumps on people too, you know, when he gets excited. But mm-hmm. Eric is insistent that Tex, his dog, is much, much better behaved. That, oh, he might get excited sometimes, but if I call him, you know, he could go sit on his bed for hours and he knows what to do right. if I say something, blah, blah, blah. He's not sitting nowhere for no hours. Right. Unless he's 30. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know any dogs that are 30 years old. <laughs> like, acting like, your dog is not doing that. Stop. Eric is acting like he sees her Milan. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> she did because you're a professional dog trainer. Right. And we find out that Rex is, on, I'm sorry, Rocky is only one. Right. I'm like, um, he's a puppy. Basically, he's just getting out of his puppy phase. He does, he is, has a lot of energy. He's one. Mm-hmm. That's the point. <laughs> so, um, Obviously, Virginia starts getting annoyed again because she says, you know, like, I feel like Eric's acting like his dog is perfect and that my dog is bad. And, you know, Eric tells her to stop being defensive and that it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But it's like, yeah, that's great from your side of the street when you're not the one being told what to do and how bad you are. And then, you know, (laughs) then Eric starts the manipulation again. He's like, you know, I feel like you don't want me to be like a father figure to your dog (laughs) and he says and that and I don't know how we can move like if you can't do that then I don't know how we're gonna move forward and have children Mm -hmm. Eric what the fuck are you talking about like this is not some grand conversation about children right and if this was how you were treating if this was her child and you're talking about how her bad her child is well, how do you think that's going to go? Because that's basically what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, so we see a little flash of the dog, Rocky. And Rocky's doing that thing where, like, they're trying to bury their toys. Mm-hmm. Over at his dog bed, and he's got, like, a plastic bone or some kind of toy. And he's, like, you know, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Trying to bury this, like, playing, not something that I would say, as an actual professional within animal care, is mm-hmm. not bad behavior. The dog's just playing. I don't right. understand why that would even be something in his mind that he would think that that was poor behavior. And he was occupied <laughs> with something, whatever he was doing. Exactly. Um, so it wasn't like he was over there biting anybody. He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything to somebody's stuff. It was his own stuff he was digging and searching in. And that I wouldn't have said it wasn't a big deal. It's dog behavior. That's, that's, ju- that's dog they- behavior. Um, so Virginia at this point completely shuts down. Eric starts getting frustrated. And it gets to a point like she, you could tell she's about to explode so much that production actually gets in the camera. And they're like, well, what's, what's going on? Because <laughs> they could tell something's bubbling under the surface here and she says you know I'm just frustrated like I'm trying to tell Eric to stop talking about that stuff and not mm-hmm. bring it up and he continues to bring it up I'm feeling some type of way because <laughs> the way he speaks to my dog is not the way the way I speak to my dog is not you know like the way sorry the way he speaks to his dog is not the way he speaks to my dog yeah and, and I can see that it, yeah Eric 
again tries to bring it up and she's pissed and she's like, you know, he's only ever trained one dog ever. So why he's acting right. like a professional <laughs> dog trainer is yep. pissing me off. And then we see footage of later that night. So we start by hearing Eric's uh say get away from me and then he says i'm fucking done with this dude you've been nothing more than a complete asshole to me and to everybody that's been involved in our day like meaning i guess production right yeah um so he says like every single person you've been an asshole to you have you and then virginia says you blame everything on me all the time and eric says i'm fucking done with it Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I've seen that, seen this, uh, read this book before. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about the group, a couple of the group scenes. Um, the talk, the part with the men and the dogs was kind of a throwaway to me, even though it was cute that they like put the dog's face up on the, <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> that was cute. Um, you know, the scene with, with Vincent and Cookie, and we see him, like, surveillance footage of him dancing with the dog in the apartment mm-hmm. when Brianna's not there. They have a great love for each other. He loves Cookie. Sophie loves, loves um, the 80s guy. Yeah. She loves him. He's always cradling her like a little baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> always rubbing her belly. Sophie. But, oh, my God. The main thing, face-to-face. Was Chris and Bentley? Uh so yeah. So they, punch through my TV screen. <laughs> they go through all the all the other dogs and their new pe- uh, pet children mm-hmm. because all the wives have dogs, and right? they go through everybody. And everybody's like pretty good, you know. Jacob and Sophie are having their love affair on the couch, and mm-hmm. um, you know, he's talking about how his dog gets a little aggressive, so they need to work on that, and. You know, Miska and Ryan are at oh, the... Oh, God, his door. dogs are really bad. That one dog is real bad. Right? <laughs> the little corgis always popping off on people. <laughs> Your little short legs. Right. You guys, I got to tell you guys, corgis are bad dogs. They're poorly behaved dogs, and I love them. They're so cute. But I can tell you, as somebody who's worked in the pet industry for God knows how many years at this point consistently the worst behaved dogs corgis and um brussels griffons don't say that don't say i know because you want one kelly and i told you that they're bad (laughs) (laughs) tell you please don't say please don't say brussels griffin (laughs) (laughs) i tried to tell you i'm trying to tell you girl they're bad they're so aggressive they're thugs they're little mean looking thugs. Um, but the other corgi doesn't seem bad. It's that one. That's real bad. Yeah. But anyway, so they, they showed everybody and the and showed Bentley. Yeah, they show Paige's dog Bentley and Chris. And then all we see is Chris saying, I don't give a fuck about Bentley. <laughs> I was like, and he laughed. <laughs> And then of course he laughed. He's evil. He is that that to me took him from 
like you said, from the trash um, compactor to the juice in the street. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's just awful. So then let's talk about Paige, Brianna, and Virginia. They get together, mm-hmm. and Paige is telling them, you know, like, this whole process has been emotionally draining for me, and I, you know, I think that there were times that I could have walked away sooner. You think, Paige? Right. You think? Girl, how about the first night? They cut to Brianna's reaction to her saying that, like, duh. <laughs> they both gave her the big eyes, like, uh, yeah. sis. <laughs> Tell yeah, us that was funny. you don't know, Paige. Um, you know, and then she says, you know, I think at this point it's best that we move forward in our lives. And Virginia's like, girl, thank you. I'm relieved that yeah. you're saying this. Um, um, and then Paige says, you know, maybe we could have at least tried to be friends and figure out why we were matched with each other. But no. I realized. <laughs> no, no reason. No reason. There's no need for that. No. Um, but she says, you know, like, I realize it's okay to choose myself. And even in relationships, there's power in choosing yourself. Excuse me. And she's going to try and take wisdom from this process into her next relationship. So let's just clap for Paige. <laughs> I'm not clapping for that. Because <laughs> she also said she had two therapists. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> so why? But I'm like, you have two therapists, which hey, I'm gonna have if you need therapy, have at it. But I really kind of when people start saying things like that, I wonder if they really truly believe it or they're just saying it. Yeah. I mean, this goes into a conversation about mental health. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, Virginia starts talking about how First, she says, you know, I think in the next six months to a year, Paige, I think you're going to find your perfect match. Like, I'm not worried about you, girl. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. And then, you know, Virginia starts talking about her anxiety and how it's been an all-time high during this process. And it's not really something that she's dealt with um, in her life. It's just been something that's happened within the past year. And... You know, she starts talking about, like, there were things going on with her at work. She and Eric have a lot of issues. Eric has a lot of issues with her dog, and he has his own issues. And, you know, she says, you know, I think it's probably time for me to get, you know, some therapy and talk through that. And, uh, yeah, she says, you know, she's, like, hard. She's struggling with not taking her anxiety out on Eric. and. That was basically, I mean, she does say that we have an issue. Me and Eric have an issue with mm-hmm. wanting to just live in those good times and ride high on those good times. And we'll sweep things under the rug. We will um, just want to have fun instead of talking about deep stuff. And I don't think Eric really understands my mental health issues. And so I need to talk to somebody about it. Uh, and uh, Yeah. That's another part of manipulation. While she may have very well have anxiety, and she may, and she says she did, so she does, prior to all of this, I don't want her thinking that him 
telling her or he telling her that she's got to do this and she's got to do this and she's wrong here and she's this is turning her making her think that something is wrong with her. her or that her anxiety is the issue right i hate i hope she doesn't think that and also with the um, virginia when the season first started i was like oh my god she's like a drunk immature party girl mm-hmm. but i'm seeing that she really isn't <laughs> she's like maybe she is but but i'm seeing that she really isn't the way that I initially thought as the season goes on she she's not that way I don't feel that way I don't feel the same way I did about her in the first couple of episodes yeah I've always been like there's she parties too much and she's too reliant on partying Uh and that makes me uncomfortable because she was like I'm out with my friends Thursday Friday Saturday without fail and if you don't like that then I'm gonna blow up this whole marriage which I thought was very concerning (laughs) And not yeah. something that one should do. But also, I've been saying this whole time, like, there's something about Virginia, like, she knows what's going on. It's uh-huh. nothing stupid. Like, right. she, sees, she sees what's happening. And I'm glad that she does. Because she needs yeah. to. Yeah, but I always feel differently same, about her. Yeah. At that same point, I don't want her to, like, internalize these issues with Eric and think that it's all her. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, at this point, Paige is like, I love that for you, girl. I have two therapists and it's good to have conversations about mental health, especially in the, you know, marginalized communities. And, um, was it, uh, uh, Brianna said that she went to therapy right before she got married so she could figure out how to be prepared. Uh And yeah, I mean, that was basically it. Virginia says, you know, like, it was nice to have this conversation with the girls, but I'm just worried that it might still, I might still have issues with my relationship. I guess they'll find out. I guess we will. Um, So then, I guess we'll talk about Haley, Jacob, and Brianna and Vincent's double date. So they go to a pumpkin patch slash sunflower field. That was, I was like, what are they doing? (laughs) cut up some sunflowers and put them in a plastic cup um so brianna asked Haley, like how did your one month anniversary go and you know she's like mm, you know not not great <laughs> but we talked a lot about it after and you know i thought that jacob could hear where i was coming from but i also feel like our relationship's not really a two-way street and i feel like i'm either interviewing him and asking a bunch of questions Mm-hmm. and he I just feel like when it comes to me and talking about me and him being invested and interested in me I feel like Jacob really shuts down and he kind of changes the subject yeah well and- you know when she said she was doing all the work in a relationship I didn't understand what she meant by that but now I do and so even though I feel like she should be giving him hugs. <laughs> I also feel like he's lazy. He doesn't want to do anything, but then expects everybody to want to be physical with him. 
Right. Because then it cuts to her trying to talk to him about this vacation to Thailand that he took. Mm-hmm. That she Exactly. And she's like, oh, you know, we got massages every day. We had pad thai every day. Like, we, this was this great adventure. And mm-hmm. his response to all was literally, well, I guess on Sunday we can do a deep clean. What? Right. <laughs> And I was like, this is what she's talking about when she says she's doing all the work. Right. So now I feel more understanding to what she's been going through because he's probably not engaging her. He's not romantic. He probably does everything she says, you know, but she has to initiate it. And so that is something that I could not deal with. Like, you're awkward, you aren't romantic, and you don't know how to carry on a conversation. You don't care about me. You don't really want to get to know me, but you want me to be intimate with you? Right. See, I could see that really being frustrated, frustrating for her. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, but I still probably would give him a hug, though, because I like to hug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Brianna's like, I wonder what it would be like if I tried to have a conversation with Jacob. Like, mm-hmm. and then Haley does say, like, I do feel like he's really invested in my friends. Like, she feels like it's specific to her. And I agree, because even on the wedding day, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, show me your friend. Like, pick out, point out to me which of your friends is going to give me the hardest time if things don't work out. Like, he seems really invested in getting to know her through her friends. Mm. But that's not how that works, bro. Like, that's great if you want to get to know my friends, but you don't, like, you don't need to be cr- doing crime scene investigation. And then we, we, when we get home, like, you're kikiing with my friends and having a great time. But then when we get home, you don't want to talk to me. Think he he's just socially awkward. Um, I don't. It's not like when he did have a separate conversation with Brianna, he was, chat. You know, Charlie Chatty. He better he's though. Still, uh, I mean, because he really doesn't know her, so I guess he can engage in that. But I guess you know, there's probably some truth to the fact that he may be more open with people that he feels more comfortable around. But I also think it's true that he's very socially awkward and he is also probably (laughs) self-centered and he likes to hear himself talk and he would do that with anybody. Right. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, we have to think about these conversations. He's probably telling them about his home gym and his sauna mm-hmm. and his beat back. Yeah, there. he's probably doing that with everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> if, I, if I talk to him, and I, I, can, I can bring conversations out of people, but I still feel like we, I would be asking him mostly about himself, and he might respond to me, but mm-hmm. it would be because I triggered him into that. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Totally, totally with you. And then to add to that, he's not romantic. He's kind of boring. He has dry humor. It's just not going to work. <laughs> it's not. So 
they walk up to J- Jacob and Vincent and we see that their conversation was just about like, I want to get a chainsaw and, and stab this pumpkin. I want to put it on an anvil and throw it. I want to um, yeah, shoot, it, shoot it with a pistol. I don't know what they were talking about, but it was um, yeah, just dude conversation. So Brianna starts like being like, oh, have you guys had any good times, bad times? You want to talk about that? And, and Haley's like, oh, you know, like we went go-kart racing and we went out with my friends or, you know, uh, Haley's friends and had a good time. And Jacob really perked up over his her friends. And, you know, but Haley's like, you know, our disagreements are not great and they're stressful. And Brianna in a confessional says, you know, I can't tell people what to do in their relationship, but... <laughs> it feels like they're not really investing much. You know, she said, I could tell them all day, but if they're not going to do it, they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, so then Brianna and Jacob start talking and Brianna's like, you know, maybe Haley just doesn't understand your sense of humor because she did tell me that she was attracted to you in the beginning and then Brianna asked Jacob like what he wants out of the relationship moving forward and he's like I just don't want to fight basically <laughs> it's like yeah. the only time you talk so um Haley and Vincent have this conversation and Haley basically says the same thing like I didn't get his sense of humor at first and Vincent's like well maybe you guys just you know just aren't communicating like you're not receiving what he's giving and he's not mm-hmm. receiving what you're giving and vice versa so I'll see what happens next week but I I I definitely see her side a lot more than I, because I'm like, girl, he's nice. He's got a nice house. He's got a nice job. He's doing everything that you ask him to do. What could be the problem? But I definitely get it now. So we'll see what happens next week. We'll see. see. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, so the guys all get together at Eric's house to talk not Chris of course um, yeah. so then they all start getting a conversation about their dogs and their wife's dogs and you know Eric's again he's found a new audience to talk about how bad Rocky is okay right. great and <laughs> you know Eric says you know it's been a struggle because Virginia, you know, takes the things that I say about her dog real personally. And, you know, Ryan starts talking about, you know, Claire went out of town and then he went to do a training 
session with Mishka because, you know, it's like, even though that's her dog, you know, the dog's going to be integrated into my life and going to be living in my house. And Eric's like, you know, I'm glad you said that because that's what Virginia has an issue with. You know, like I consider Rocky my dog as well. Like that's not the issue though. Right. That's not. That's not the part. Virginia has an issue with. Ugh. Um, He's just whack. And so, uh, Virginia says, you know, like, I just feel like Eric's not letting my dog be a dog. And it's like, great. <laughs> um, Ryan says that they can use that, that Virginia and Eric can use that as an example for their relationship and the bigger issues in the relationship. And then Ryan starts talking about how, you know, he does his closet and how Clara was horrified at how he just stuffs all his clothes into a drawer and he felt some type of way about Clara calling him disorganized mm-hmm. and he feels like he's not disorganized. And then Jacob starts talking about how Haley's really particular and doesn't want anything on the kitchen counters. And so she was trying to stuff all his like gallons of protein powders and supplements into uh, the cabinets. And then he, just took everything out and put it in the guest bedroom. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's like, it just didn't work. So I just like, I don't even think she cares. Right. Um, so then they start talking about, you know, like compromising versus making a big issue out of small things. And then Ryan starts talking like, you know, I noticed that Haley and Jacob have had, a hard time and then he starts talking about how he's like number one husband in the world and he's like you know I feel like I've done an incredible job at being a husband (laughs) and that that we've done better than 99% of people on Married at First Sight Ryan you don't even take your shirt off in front of your wife so you're not even doing the one thing that probably could save your marriage right (laughs) right consummating a marriage is intimacy sex is like part of a marriage you're not doing that and then we find out even worse what's really happening right girl i was like (laughs) my mouth was open and i couldn't believe that he was saying this with confidence it's wild. So he goes home to, and he starts talking to Clara about how Eric has been struggling with Rocky and how he gave him advice about how, you know, he's been dealing with her dog. And, you know, I think we're, we're using our, my connection with Mishka as an opportunity to, for me and you to connect Clara. And Clara's looking at him like, okay. <laughs> and then she said, like, she says, you know, like, I can't think of anything about Ryan that I don't trust. And, you know, the fact that I'm leaving you, my dog with him is like a big sign that I really do trust him. And Ryan starts talking about how trust is sexy. And then they start talking about a t-shirt that he has that says trust is sexy. And Claire's like, oh, yeah, I've never seen you wear that t-shirt. And he's like, well, when I do, then you'll know it's a sign. And that's not, that's not hot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so I got to wait for you to put this t-shirt on before we can get, boy, bye. 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 Uh 
Claire says, you know, once again, I'm waiting for him to get there. And then it's like, once he'll get, once he gets there, then he'll let me know and we'll go from there. And then Ryan says, you know, I think we've been, we've both been accommodating about taking concessions for each other to make sure that we both feel comfortable. And Claire's eyes are completely glazed over. Did you notice that she looked at somebody behind the camera? Like, mm-hmm. what this bitch is saying? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I cannot believe this. At one point, she was looking at her phone. Mm-hmm. She's probably wishing, like, dang, you could at least brought donuts this time. Right. Maybe getting some other a speech about how you think everything's so great when it's not. Um, She's doing a really good job of being patient. Well, yeah. until she gets to until she gets in front of the girls, but <laughs> <laughs> so then Ryan starts talking about how trust is earned and like the way to build trust is through specific consideration into each other's feelings, whether it be grocery shopping or interaction with the other couples, and how all of those interactions and they've been able to build trust by considering each other's feelings. Clara does not say anything; mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just staring at him. And yep. I was staring at him. Right. I was looking at my phone at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get to Haley's house, Haley's apartment, Haley and Jacob's apartment. Mm-hmm. So she is popping off. She's like, you know, they've made this commitment to not having sex with anybody else for the rest of our lives. So why isn't he enjoying it now? And sex is something that you do because you enjoy it and it feels good. So apparently Ryan told her that he wants there to be more of an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm confused because he's never loved anybody. So I'm wondering why he's waiting for some big moment. And you know, like are you waiting for these things to happen at the same time? The emotional connection, like, Mm -hmm. because that ain't it, bruh. And Mm -hmm. she, she is pissed. She then says like, Ryan, that they do everything, but so I don't understand why we're not taking the next level. But then she says, I get him off every night. And then I think she said that he doesn't do anything for her. I almost choked. I I literally fell out of my bed when I heard her say that and she said and I think Haley was like and you're not getting anything right and she said no right that's how I know he's not a virgin that that dude is a straight I don't even want to say the word but he's a straight blank because (laughs) he's letting her do this and he's not doing anything right Every often enough, it, it, it doesn't matter whether it's every day or not. Often enough, oh my god, I was like, because mm. <laughs> when I thought they were, she said they were doing everything, but I thought this was like a mutual situation, but she's not getting anything out of this. <laughs> Nothing she, that's that's oh my god, that is like the. <sighs> And that is some straight the shirt off. <laughs> so like, what is what is this, honey? 
the ghetto. She should be way more frustrated than she is. Right. It now knowing this. Because it would be frustrating enough for it to just be, you know, everything but the penetration. But you're literally doing all of the work. He's accepting it. <laughs> and ain't doing nothing to you. And now he's now he's saying that he's waiting for some magical moment. And you're <laughs> and he's claiming that your relationship is 90% there. No, 90% there would be you, man. Oh my god. I, I'm glad that was the end because I couldn't handle anything else at that point. I couldn't, I literally. Oh my God, I knew I was coming on your show today. I was like, I can't wait till she gets to that point because I I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> like, like it was me. I'm like, this ain't even me. I, uh, oh my God. I'm still mad. Wild. I, if I was if I was at that at their house, I would have fell on the on the floor. Girl, I know you're not doing this regularly. And this man is not doing anything to you. Anything. Oh, oh my God. Now she got to lift up one of his t-shirts to, to get him off and get nothing out of the, you know, sir. No. I can't, I can't even think of anything else. He doesn't even get naked. That's weird. <laughs> that is so weird. Weird, but you're letting me do this to you right and taking it and accepting it not reciprocating it and also you're not giving me any time frame on when you're going to be willing to have sex with me no that is getting everything you want the level of asshole shit that is is like sky high it's wild like okay now it makes sense why you're waiting because you are literally getting every single thing you want out of this relationship you get to have an orgasm every night and go to sleep and make up some other hurdle for her to climb over the next day as an excuse for you to not have sex with her i'll be damned i'll be damned (sighs) my god and I actually thought Ryan was cool, but that right there, mm-mm. No. 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 <laughs> I have not been team Ryan this whole time, and he's plumbed to the depths of hell. I couldn't. Oh, my God. I was like... Really pulling the focus as to why you're so satisfied. The only thing that could happen after they showed that was to cut to the next week. (laughs) America was done. I can't take no more. uh, This is wild. This is absolutely wild. So do you have any final thoughts about the episode? Well, I just told you. (laughs) Between that and and, um, homeboy saying Bentley could go to hell. These dudes are horrible. (laughs) 
Well, I guess we're going to, I guess next week is the, they're meeting with the experts, some of the experts. I feel like we have not seen Dr. Pepper. No, she oh. really don't have much to say anyway. <laughs> and now she's got even less to say. So I guess they'll be having, all the couples will be having some sort of check-in and we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Looks like there's going to be drama or something, you know, with Brianna and Vincent about her having kids and. Oh, yeah. Mess, mess, mess. So, girl, thank you for coming on. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll see what happens later. Um, Yeah, I guess that's it. You don't want people to follow you on social media, so. Mm -mm. No, I'm too private for that. (laughs) So, All right, y'all. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great day. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.